Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And so you guys probably met... On Grinder of all places. <gasps> you wow. are not the first. Never heard of it. Dreams can come true. You gotta be careful on Grinder. You could end up with babies. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that because we are two men, you will not extend coverage to us. And he's like, yes, just flat out said it. Uh, I don't know how much detail you want, but long story short. All of it. All of it. <laughs> all of the I'm like, I'm telling you my heart rate's going up. I'm getting excited. I'm buckling up. I'm like, tell me. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Michael. Are you ready for another podcast? I am. Today, I'm so excited because we're going to be talking to our friends, Adam and T. They are a beautiful couple in Chicago. I actually went to college with Adam, but the entire time that we like were in person, I was not out, so I was still straight. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so he was out during college? But Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so his, my, my like freshman bestie turned sophomore roommate is his younger brother his younger brother straight yes should i be scared straight is an arrow oh okay and then (laughs) i met adam through him and adam was in music and um i had done show choir in high school and i was kind of like like freshman year i was like i don't know like which group of people i am supposed to be hanging out with so i just sort of latched onto the people in my dorm but then I was like, I don't know. I kind of like, I did music stuff all throughout high school. And I was just like really missing that part of my life. And that's how I ended up in show choir. Yeah. And Adam, Adam like went to the director and was like, I have, I have someone for you. Oh, and he was like, he oh, was so like, he's like, he got you in. Exactly. Oh my God. Literally. I, wow. It, yeah. I mean, it, it was a small, uh, it was like a, probably a small effort, right. Of just like, Hey, check this kid out. Like you should have sure, a man and sure. whatever but like made it actually a really big impact on my life yeah oh because then that was like my whole friend group i then changed my major to music performance with like a spanish minor and then i was also doing science courses for dental school so like or med school and dental school so and even like, though adam was doing music in college he went and later did law there's a, but that's the whole thing that's the whole point of this episode is we're going to be yeah. talking about law with surrogacy and something that he did with it. They made um, some news. They made some waves in Chicago um, with their insurance company. Taking on Blue Cross Blue Shield for discrimination was. against LGBTQ plus people mm-hmm. and their insurance policy when it comes to IVF. Yes. And that's a big topic. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Who's Your Daddy podcast, where we work to demystify the process of starting a family through non-traditional means. From foster to adoption to IVF and surrogacy, come along as we navigate this tricky space on our own journey to fatherhood. Together, we hope to gain insight and answer as many questions as we can. We are your hosts and husbands, Michael and Matt, and today we are going to be talking to Adam Adam and T from... Two dads, two twins. They are Chicago husbands and they have two twin daughters. And I went to college <sighs> with Adam. And Adam actually just recently released a children's book. Oh my gosh, too. we'll get to so that later. Okay, oh my gosh. I, oh my I was gosh. excited. 
<laughs> so welcome. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Thanks for I'm having us. So Thanks. excited. I haven't talked to you in a gazillion years. Not because like we're mad at each other or anything, but like we just like got out of college and like life started happening and you went to law school and did all the things. Yep. You were my uh, younger brother's college roommate. <gasps> yes. Spending a ton of time together because of show choir. and. Wait, I didn't know it was that close. You guys were act- mm, so the- like in the same circles. No, everything. no. Well, so Adam is th- two, three years older than me. Three. I think two years. Cause how much older are you than Zach? Yeah. Two years. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and Zach and I were in the same dorm and then eventually mm. we became doormates. We were like besties. <laughs> and then we became, uh, roommates sec like sophomore year, I think. And then, um, that's how I met Adam. And Adam is the reason that I started or I auditioned for show choir. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Because the College of Nebraska, University of Nebraska, has a show choir. And for those of you who don't know what show choir is, because Just I am one of those people who did not know what show choir was wow. until I moved to Nebraska. Because it's not like... It's not know. a thing out it's, here. It's not a thing in the Northwest. I think they might have some in California. Maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, they do. Okay. But it is like, if you watch Glee, it's like Glee. I mean, Glee is based off of a show choir group, but it is nothing like Glee. I thought it was going to be like Glee, and it was not. Glee is like the Hollywood version of what I and Adam pioneered as high schoolers. Yes. <laughs> like, we were Glee before Glee. It's definitely... Does T uh, know about this? Actually, I mean, yes. I heard some stories, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> were there any videos? Did you, you get to... Videos, s- I, think. <laughs> I think I saw some. Yeah, did okay. I did. Good. Yeah. We went to a couple show choir shows when I first moved to Nebraska, and I was like, this is this is different. This is It was very <laughs> traditional in comparison. Like, the dance moves are all in sync, but, like, nobody's going off and doing a solo-y dance kind of thing. It's more so, like, everybody does no, the same movements together. Yeah, it's like a group... Uh, a group sport it's like a group activity right it's like it's a choir you're doing everything together that is not what i saw on tv oh that's i and i wasn't even that into glee but i also think maybe it was because i was like "Ooh, that might be a dead giveaway that like why is he watching he's in show choir and band and watches glee and it's also very gender specific too. the way that they broke up the genders in show choir is like all the males were dancing one way all the females were dancing the other way the dress was complete like it was interesting yeah i'd be interested to see if that's changed it at all i don't know what <laughs> okay anyways <laughs> <laughs> so adam and t have two beautiful little girls um through the process of surrogacy so i would love for you guys to just like introduce yourselves who you are where you grew up and then eventually like how you met get into your surrogacy journey and all that yes give us the background well, um, I'm Adam, and I was born and raised in Papillion, Nebraska, which is a suburb of Omaha. Whoa. Um, went to college in Lincoln, Nebraska with Michael, as we already said, and um, I was supposed to be a music teacher. I got my degree in music education, wanted to teach high school choir, and then I spent about a year and a half uh, sort of doing that, like working as an assistant at a high school, and then I was like, ah, I don't really want to do this forever. So uh, me and my best friend Justin packed up and moved to Chicago. And that was in 2011 and mm. um, kind of decided once we got here that I wanted to go to law school and then became a lawyer. And it just like, yeah, all this stuff just sort of happened. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so my name is T and I was born in West Africa, Senegal. 
Oh. I moved here when I was like 17, a little bit of high school, finally at high school, college. Mm. And I've been here since. I love Chicago. So um, let's see. Um, what else? Um, what else should I tell you guys about this? Did you move here? I mean, you you have brothers and sisters. Did you move here with family? Um, yes, I moved here. I have brothers and sisters. Some of them live here and actually some of them live still in West Africa. Um, so awesome. when I moved here, I live with my brother, one of my older brother. Um, I have 15 siblings, 15 Whoa. brothers. Siblings. Yeah, that's a big family. <laughs> okay. My dad was oh, busy. Nice. <laughs> oh my God. I have <laughs> seven siblings and usually I like have the most, like in a room of, of 20 people, like I'm likely going to have the most siblings. You have 15 siblings. So 16 ch- kids. Total. So 15 total. 15, oh, 15 total. 15 but total. I mean, it's regardless. Total. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, 15, 16, same thing, wow. right? Oh, my God. Where do yeah. you fall? I'm in the middle. I think, huh? I forgot. I think I'm either seven or something like that. I'm, I'm literally in the middle. <laughs> I mean, the odds are in your favor of being in the middle because, yeah, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the odds are somewhere in the middle, 15. right? <laughs> Top yeah. third, middle third, bottom third, like somewhere <laughs> in there. Somewhere. Wow. Like, yeah, that makes sense. That pans out. Okay. So you moved to Chicago and then you, you've just stayed in Chicago ever since, correct? Chicago, stayed in Chicago. Yeah. Awesome. Feels like home now. And so you guys probably met somehow in Chicago. Yeah. yeah, we met in 2015 on Grinder of all places. <gasps> you wow. are not the first. Never heard of it. You're not the first to tell us that. <laughs> Dreams can come true. <laughs> I mean, like, we met on Grinder and that was that and that was it. And then a few months later, we reconnected on Grinder and that's when it, like, actually became a thing. That. We started hanging out every day and, um, and yeah, started awesome. dating. You got to be careful on Grinder. You could end up with babies. So. <laughs> <laughs> whole husband and babies yep. yes that's yes. great so when did what year did you guys meet we met in 2015 and then we got mm. married in 2019 so i think I mean, that's okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay that's like y'all one were operating year. like one year after us because we met in 2014 got married in 2018 yes, yes. oh wow. wow yeah we're on that four-year track four years to get your degree four years to get married yeah. four years to get your house yeah nice. <laughs> you four years baby. to get your babies yeah <laughs> did you guys have a big wedding well it depends on uh depends on your perspective if you're from the Midwest, we had a moderate to small wedding. If you're from the West Coast, we had an enormous wedding. Uh, it was like 215 people. Oh, wow, that sounds big to me. Sounds, Adam, does it sound big to you? I would say that's on the larger side, yeah. My sister had 430 people. Oh, my it's a God. South, South Dakota wedding. Yeah. And like I knew, a, I knew a classmate of mine in Nebraska who had 500 people. Uh, I used to be a wedding photographer in Nebraska and these weddings, they would just happen in a barn and they would literally fill the barn. Everybody from the town would be coming there. It's, it's weird because it the, like, the oh smaller God. the town that you grew up in, like the bigger your wedding is. But I just remember it'd be like 95 degrees with 95% humidity and everybody would be packed into this barn dancing to country music and I wanted to die. That's because that's what he did when I was in dental school. So he moved to Nebraska right when I was starting dental school and he was just sort of like trying to figure out, you know, where to land as far as like getting a job and trying to figure out what he wanted to do with his life and discovering and like, himself. Why is this pleasant? Why is this a happy day? <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> suffering. This is bad. <laughs> and then he got into wedding photography and shot a lot of like 
yeah. Needless to say, Nebraska. I'm not doing that anymore. But <laughs> I did attend a barn wedding in Nebraska. It was also a dry wedding. So the <gasps> thing I remember is it was also brutally hot and several of my friends left and they would just go back and forth between the barn and the convenience store and get these like mm. alcoholic slushies. Yeah. And we would just go out back and like pound these slushies, which, you know, <laughs> alcohol and ice was much needed. If there oh was my ever gosh. a definition of hell. Yeah. Oh no. I'm sorry. Oh, Dry no, wedding in the middle bad. of Nebraska. Bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Uh, no uh, hate. No hate. But I, I've been there, and I don't want to go back. Okay. So babies. How did we? How did we bring that up? Did we know? Like, what um, month of dating are we talking about? Like, whether we want a family? Because we actually know a lot of people in the gay community who are dating right now and we'll ask them like in the future you know do you want kids and they're like Oof, no no and they're both on like the same page about that and but we were pretty early like within mm-hmm. like the first month or two of just chatting mm-hmm. we like brought up family and like oh yeah i think i want kids in the future yada yada is that yeah. pretty like you guys are on the same page pretty early yeah it was actually our second date the second date as in grinder the second time you hung out via Grinder. Like once, we, once we started, so like when we reconnected on Grinder, we went on our first date a week after that. Oh my god! And that's, okay, our second date was maybe a few days after that. So it was within the first few weeks. I'm and, thinking uh, like chatting on Grinder, like, do you want to have? Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but most it was like I mean it was early and it was T asked the question like, do you want kids? Mm-hmm. And I I mean I did I do want kids. Yeah. And, it was an easy yes, but I didn't know it at the time, but it was like a deal breaker question for him. If it was a no, then it wasn't really going to go anywhere because I, mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for you. Yeah. But. I mean, the, the thing is for my process, really, even right before I met Adam, I wanted kids. Like I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I wanted to have kids by 30 and I was there at 30 and I'm like, I need to have a kid. Mm-hmm. So when Adam came along, I'm like, I don't know if you want kids or not but I'm having it anyway kind of thing. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, Adam was on the same page with me, which was great. So then I stopped trying to work on it myself and we started working on it together. Like, you know, I, I mean, it gave me a, I took a break on it because of course at this point I'm in a relationship. I can't keep trying to have kids or whichever. And um, took, we took a break for like what, until we got married. And then right when we got married, because we knew we wanted to do this, as soon as we got married, we jumped on the process. I think, oh, like, wow. I think like the next day we were like, bam, 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 bam. Because Adam was like, I'm not having kids with you unless we get married. Because yeah. I think yeah. it was a point where I was like, let's just have kids. And you were like, no, I'm not having any kids. <laughs> with you. So it was like, okay, let's get married tomorrow. We're working on kids. <laughs> I love like, like, I mean, it's been a while since since uh, Adam and I have hung out, but it's really funny to hear like, oh, he was like this and he said this. And I was like, that that is sounds very Adam-like. Like, nope, we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. It kind of sounds like you too. <laughs> like, I love Adam, but I was scared of marriage. And I, you know, I was just, really? I was scared of marriage, but I was huh. open to having kids. Just like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of, oh. there are a lot of families even like more so now and becoming more so now that uh, are, are unmarried, just partners. From your perspectives on that, so T, why didn't, why didn't it matter? Was it just like, I want kids and it doesn't really matter if I'm married. I just want like kids because I know I'm going to stay with you forever sort of thing? Um, I think I wanted, the kid situation was more like, I knew I deep inside me, I wanted kid mm-hmm. as 
possible kind of situation. The marriage part, I don't know why it never was, you know, just because like being gay in Africa and the homophobia. So for me, I just erased it in my head. Like, you know what? I'm not going to have a family. I'm going to have, I can have a kid or whatever, but, but the whole getting married, have a house with a picket fence, whatever, this whole dream of thing is most likely not going to happen. Or if it is, I'm not going to get accepted. I think it was a comfort level for me. Um, just because I know my family won't accept a lot of it, but kids, you can't just deny kids, but maybe mm. like, you know, and I felt like they mm. would like deny my wedding and not be cool with it. But yet, if I had a kid, they just gonna have to love the kid. It's just part of me. So I think that's where my whole mind was at. It was on. It's almost more acceptable to like have a biological child and that's going to be more easily recepted into the, in the family situation than by the way, I'm gay and I'm marrying a man. Correct. Yeah. Cause I mean, when we got yeah. married, I, my family like kind of, kind of like distanced themselves. Now that we have kids, they kind of like back, back closer yeah. to me. And it's just like so mm-hmm. weird. It's just like, what? Yeah. But that's, that's a so whole other podcast, I think. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> no, but I, I, I understand that with this, like the concern of having kids is like the biggest concern for the family. It's like, are you going to have kids? We want grandchildren. We want, <laughs> we want younger cousins and, and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the marriage components kind of secondary, like, okay, so maybe they're not cool with like male, male marriage. Is having kids. I'm, I'm a, my assumption is that having kids in, uh, in your culture where you come from is pretty important. Like it's, it ranks pretty high up there in like what you do next in your yes. life. Is that right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, we, <laughs> this isn't like a great, um, uh, comparison, but I just, there are shows that we watch where, uh, <laughs> God, we Michael. see people from other countries and how they talk about having families. He's hundred percent talking about 90 day fiance, <laughs> um, from TLC, if you've ever seen it, but, um, well, it's, it's, it's just interesting to kind of hear perspectives, I think from, from people who didn't grow up, you know, <laughs> I grew up in a tiny town in the middle of, in the middle of nowhere. So I think it's, it's nice to learn that stuff. Yeah, definitely. And then Adam, you were like marriage. Uh uh-uh. uh. From Nebraska. <laughs> we lock it down. <laughs> I just wanted to go in the order that I was familiar with. And that yeah. like not only because it's what I was familiar with and hoping for, but also because there is no way I could see myself um, bringing a child or children into my life, into the world, and having a bond with them and not. Mm-hmm having at least some sort of protections in place through marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about co-parenting and that's definitely a viable option for a lot of people. We have friends who have done it where, you know, a gay couple and a lesbian couple, they're co-parenting kids right now together and it works great for them. But for me, Mm -hmm. I, I just am, I was too concerned that something could go wrong. And then these, I mean, something can go wrong even when you're married, but I just wanted that extra layer of legal protection in place beforehand. Um, I mean, I get it. You're a lawyer. Yeah. You're literally (laughs) a lawyer. So like, (laughs) makes sense. Yeah. hundred percent. So going into the process of surrogacy, y'all decided that you're going to start the process in Chicago and Illinois, correct? Correct. Yep. Was surrogacy always the, like, I mean, again, was it, was it kind of like the biological tie and you know, that sort of like, um, from T's side of things, maybe that led it into surrogacy was adoption on the table was foster ever like talked about, or is that 
something in the future? Yeah, everything was on the table. Um, we did both want to try for kids that were biologically ours mm -hmm. initially. And then if that didn't work for whatever reason, we were absolutely open to any other option yes. for getting kids. Um, and even with having kids biologically through surrogacy, we were, we're still open to adoption. So um, yeah, definitely. that was absolutely on the table. It was just something that we wanted to at least try for and see if we could make it happen. Mm -hmm. You sound so similar to us. It's just, it's really funny. It's like, I'm Adam, right? I'm like, first we're going to get married and I'm going to propose a year before I graduate dental school because then we're going to get married and then we're going to move together and then we'll live in like our house and our new life out in Oregon. And then we're going to wait and we're going to buy a house before we start thinking about having a kid because I want to have a house before I start blah, blah, blah with kids. And so I don't Listening know. It's, to just this so, anxiety. it's just so interesting. <laughs> and then it's the same, it's a very similar path, right? It's like surrogacy was sort of the thing that, that we're, we were both kind of most excited about. And then adoption and foster are completely still on the table. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. So how did you, how did you start like finding out information about it? Because that can be kind of difficult. I feel like. Yeah, it was just a lot of research and Googling. And um, I think the biggest step for us initially was finding a doctor that we felt comfortable with, um, someone mm -hmm. who was open to not only open, but affirming of LGBTQ people. And mm -hmm. um, we found an amazing doctor and we had just our initial consult with her. And this woman is a genius. Like she, <gasps> she had pieces of paper that she was drawing diagrams on upside down so that we could see them while she's sitting across the desk and just explain to us basically the entire female anatomy, the entire process of creating embryos, all oh, of wow. it in this like short little session. One of the, one of the coolest awesome. things I've ever experienced. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. Right <laughs> I would now. love to interview her. Wow. I want her, like, please educate me. Where was this? That's Which, amazing. Yeah, was what? this local or was it? Yeah, it was in Chicago. Uh, she was at the Center for Reproductive Care. She's now at a different oh, clinic, yeah. Um, but she's still in Chicago and that's incredible. absolutely amazing. Yeah. So she yeah. did, she taught us a lot up front. Mm -hmm. Um, and she also kind of gave us a warning up front that we might have issues with our insurance company because specifically gay men run into these issues. Oh, frequently. so she like even knew from previous experience of like yeah. things coming up with this. Insurance she was like, company. What, what company do you have your insurance policy through? And we told her it was blue cross blue shield of Illinois. And she was like, ah, well, get ready for hell. Wow. Um, she was right. Yeah, she was right. Is it specifically through <laughs> Illinois that Blue Cross Blue Shield gives issues with as far as like uh, LGBTQ couples or is it Blue Cross Blue Shield in other states as well? Because I, I used to be Blue Cross Blue Shield for years and years and years. Yeah, I believe I saw they were being sued in another state. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I think they were being sued in another state for an issue similar to ours. Oh my God. Wow. That's so interesting. So what was your expectation going in, I guess? Because we had heard over and over, like, yeah, they don't cover it for gay couples. And like, just across the board, we can't really, there's not like a companies. ton that's been done because there's not much benefit for them. And so I sort of just wrote it off in my mind of like, even thinking that we would have insurance coverage for IVF. So was your expectation, like we're infertile quotes, air quotes, right? Um, and thus we qualify like walk me through a little bit of like what you thought what you expected and then like kind of how it all went down sure um the we this was explained to us as basically two phases there's the egg donation 
um, embryo creation phase, and then there's the gestational surrogacy phase. And um, the second part, the gestational surrogacy phase, to my understanding, is virtually never covered by insurance companies. But the first stage is the egg retrieval, sperm retrieval if it's necessary, um, and then some parts of the embryo creation, I believe, that can be covered by insurance. And so, and so they do have all of these things that you have to meet. You know, you have to have tried to have heterosexual unprotected sex for 12 months or whatever it is. It's laid out mm-hmm. in the policy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were hopeful that we could get covered at least in part for that first phase, because one of the definitions under our policy was the inability to attain, maintain, or sustain a pregnancy, which as two men, I think we fit that definition. Sure. Pretty, pretty spot on. (laughs) But so based on our doctor's warning, I called Blue Cross before we even started any of this to ask them whether we would be covered under the policy. And the guy looked at our policy. He's like, yep, no problem. You guys should be covered which honestly what? surprised me based on the warning that I got. So I was like, cool. And then oh my gosh. five minutes later, the same agent calls me back. He's like, hey, I'm so sorry. I did some more digging on this. And I actually found out that because you're a male-male couple using a surrogate, um, we won't cover any of it. And wow. I like really, you know, attorney kicked in and I really am like nailing him down. You're saying that because we are two men, you will not extend coverage to us. And he's like, yes, just flat out said it. There was, there was no, there was no qualification. There was no sort of shame or anything. And it. it was just flat out like, yeah, that's why we're denying you. Okay. And so we had, we had prepared for this because of what our doctor told us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we still were able to move forward, fortunately, but um, I, I was, I thought this was just so egregious that I, I wanted to fight it. Yeah. And so I, so many emails, so many phone calls back and forth with all these different people at Blue Cross. Um, and then a few months later, one of those people that I had been interacting with, she called and left me a voicemail saying the exact same thing. Like we're being denied because we're in a male to male relationship. Oh, good. Now you have it on recording. We have it on recording. We have multiple agents telling us the same thing that they got from yeah. somewhere in the vast landscape of whatever Blue Cross Blue Shield policy um, they're going for. So, so yeah, we fought it and uh, I don't know how much detail you want, but long story short, all of it, all of it, <laughs> all of the I'm details. like, I'm telling you my heart rate's going up. I'm getting excited. I'm buckling up. I'm like, tell me, tell me. Yeah. Honestly, cause I read, I, so the, you guys made the news in Chicago and I think I saw maybe it through your socials or something. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool that like, this is so Adam, of course, like he's got his law degree and he's like fighting for surrogacy stuff. Like that's awesome. Um, and, but I, I don't know the like final outcome. Like I, I, I guess I never really heard like, I, I heard like, Oh yeah, this couple got denied X, Y, Z and they're going to like, you know, try and, fight for coverage, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know the the details and I'm very, very interested. Yeah. I mean, I tried, like I said, there was so much back and forth with the company. I tried working it out with them myself, just like, come on, you guys got this wrong. Look at this again. Um, and there was one person that ultimately was like the person that told me she was going to be able to figure this all out. And her and I went back and forth, back and forth. She's asking me for a letter from our doctor. We gave her a letter from our doctor. She said, that's not good enough. I asked her why. She said, 
It's just not good enough. Like they couldn't give me anything. And it got to the point where she straight up ghosted me, like completely <gasps> stopped responding to any of my emails. And so that's when I went to the press. And, um, and so that got picked up in Chicago and then it picked up by NBC news. And, and at that point when it got picked up, then we start hearing from the company again and they're like, Oh, we, we didn't see this one thing. And it's like, Oh, suddenly now that the <laughs> interested, you're finding carve outs. So I think oh. they spent like $2,000 and the, the disputed costs were somewhere in the area of like 20 K. And so, um, so we still fought it. The Illinois has this, uh, Illinois Department of Human Rights, where you can file a complaint based on discrimination. If it's, you know, for a variety of reasons, we filed a discrimination complaint on the basis of sex because they denied us because we we're two men in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's said multiple times over the phone on the yeah. answering machine, etc. <laughs> yeah, sex, two men in a relationship, sexual orientation, also two men in a relationship. So it ended. I think it was like a six-count discrimination complaint. And this goes through this whole administrative hearing process. They tried to get us to mediate. And at that point, I was like, there's no point. I've tried I've tried working this out with them. They've made it very clear they're not interested. Um, and so it went to what's called a fact-finding conference where there's a fact finder and they determine whether there's what's called a scintilla of evidence. Any evidence. A scintilla. To, yeah. To like that means like the littlest amount of evidence whatsoever. Yep. And uh, like, basically, is there any basis to these things that mm -hmm. we're alleged? So we go to this fact-finding conference. I am just representing us, myself, even though I have no experience in this area whatsoever. Um, and then on the other end of it was Blue Cross Blue Shield's corporate attorneys. It oh, was, God. they're like oh, God. executives that were named in the discrimination complaint. They had to be there. Um, the suits, then, the suits. Yeah, the suits, basically. <laughs> And so they kicked off that hearing by saying, like, if you guys want to talk settlement, now's the time. And their attorney was like, well, they haven't made any attempt to settle. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What have I been doing for the last two years? Like, we just need to pay this claim. It's not a big thing. Yeah, it's like it's settlement. It's just in a it's wrapped in a different bow. It's like, just let pay me use claim. my health insurance yep. because yeah. I want you to cover this this bill if you want to settle for that bill like we'll just call a space like half dozen six of one half dozen of the other like just yeah. please cover me because i have health insurance yeah and that's what i said you know uh i i'm not willing to settle for anything less than the full amount of what we're asking for from right. this. and so she said hold on let me make a few calls comes back okay sure we'll do it and it's like, we just spent two years, all of this back and forth. You've wasted so much money on your attorneys and all of the stuff you've been doing for us to get to exactly what we asked for from the start. You're kidding. Yeah. And so then on top of that, it's like, okay, we agreed to settle for the amount of the disputed bills. Then they send me the, the settlement agreement and they want us to not talk about this ever. We have to act like it never happened. There is this whole... Um, oh, disclosure provision, sure. non-disparagement. Mm. So we couldn't say anything negative about Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. And I, I was like, no, not going to work. Yeah. So that wow. almost mentioned things. But then at the last minute, they were like, OK, fine, we'll cut those provisions and just. Oh, be done. they cut it. Yeah. Oh, so wow. That's that surprised me. I did not expect them to cut it. We had an absolutely horrible experience with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois and and, and it's not just like, you know, fuck them because of what they did. It's also right. like, 
they did this horrible thing to us and we do not want them to do this to any other couple, to any other individual that's trying to start a family because it's like, it's so unnecessary. It's, it's, uh, it's just, I mean, it was very stressful. Yeah. Mostly for him because he had to do all yeah. this so much paperwork involved in it and the repeat of them asking the same paperwork over and over and over and over again and nothing was happening. I mean, every day, like, oh my God, it was just tough. It's like a form of abuse, this kind of discrimination. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was extremely tough. Yeah. I think the only thing that just kept it, like, you know, that was just making our life fun and all. At that point, we were, I think, like pregnant at that time when you were going through it. We were pregnant. So that was a happy moment right there. Sure. Uh, we were waiting mm-hmm. on our girls, but um, so much work was put in. We could have used that energy for something else. Yeah. But I think what what kept driving me is it's just, it's really hard to even describe the feeling of having a major corporation like this straight up say that they're denying you because you're in a gay relationship. Like that to me was so out of bounds, especially when we go to the pride parade and we see blue cross blue shield. Oh, right. A rainbow. God. Oh Uh my God. I can't like, (laughs) I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this because it is so true and accurate and says so much about a lot of big companies and corporations out there right now that do do that and like yeah. have representation in the pride parade. Yes. But then behind closed doors, they're the ones pushing these policies and making life just much more difficult for LGBTQ yeah. plus people. Absolutely. And like coming around to what happened here, I, I do want to ask like, so because you guys are in, we're in a male male couple, Blue Cross Blue Shield is denying access to that healthcare provision that they provide to other people that are a part of their program. Mm-hmm. Like, so if it was a female male couple, they would provide coverage. What if it was like a female female couple or can we talk more about that? I want to hear more of like what, what is, what would have had to have happened in order for blue cross blue shield to be like, Oh yeah, you're qualified under this. Like specifically what groups are they discriminating against under their policy right now? Mm. Yeah, so my understanding, which is imperfect and it's been a few years, uh, is if it's a male-female couple, then they can try to meet those those um, qualifications that the policy sets out, like unprotected sexual intercourse for a certain mm-hmm. amount of time with no success, and all of these things have to be documented by a doctor, and they lay out all of these things. I think with a female-female couple, um, they were able to try IUI, um, intrauterine insemination. And I think that somehow fell under the policy. And then even single, single, I just don't remember well enough, but like single individuals is all of these groups would probably be covered if they met these various things under the policy, but specifically gay men, because we can't try IUI and we can't try to have unprotected heterosexual intercourse for a year. I mean, we can try all we want and it's very fun, but it's not going to produce a pregnancy. <laughs> right. Oh, they needed a letter from the doctor that says that, like to explain. No. Literally. Oh, Which wow. is kind of like ina- no. inappropriate, oh, perhaps. Oh God. You have to be like, so this is how we have sex. But like <laughs> the doctor has and to this explain is why. that. Like it's not obvious. Like you're telling me, you already know, like we're both male-male. Like you know basic anatomy I'm and physiology. So, I am 
I just can't. Do you really I need cannot. a letter from the doctor in order to explain? Do we, just, do we even need to try for a year? Well, and this is a, this yeah. is where another issue came up because my whole thing in looking at this policy was that specific language that says the inability to attain, maintain, or sustain a pregnancy. That's yeah. us. We, we can't do it. By definition. No matter what we yeah. try. And so that's the angle I was taking on it. And that in the letter that our doctor wrote, she basically said something to that effect of like, as two men, they are unable to meet this definition um, or they're unable to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And so therefore coverage should be extended. Um, And so in Illinois, which has really, really good law for people who are going through the whole surrogacy process, they actually recently updated the law to remove one of the provisions that was causing some difficulty for LGBTQ people. This was well after we were already done with our process, but they have taken steps to change the law to remove some of those barriers that are contained in these insurance policies and in the law itself. So if you're selling a health insurance plan in Illinois, does it cover or do they, the provision that covers uh, like a male, female couple, female, female couple, that will automatically extend to now a male male couple and they won't have to like go through this whole process of like fighting the insurance companies or is it still a little bit more vague well i think it depends on the policy i'm the they removed one specific provision there's a specific part of that that they dropped that makes it better for lgbtq people who are trying and i think it has something to do with like you don't have to try to have sex with a member of the opposite sex for a year in order to mm-hmm. the, the protections of the statute. I, th- I think my biggest surprise is with this is that this is legal for insurance companies to deny coverage on the basis of sex or gender. And like, that is what's really hard for me to grasp because I'm like, wow, that's just legalized discrimination. And I'm curious, like if we, we didn't really like look into it in depth, I don't think. And we were also like switching insurances. So. But I also know like even when we were looking into surrogacy and, and, and IVF, that question came up and it was like, how, why, like, why isn't any of this covered for male, male, gay couples? Yeah. And like, that's just a really confusing and frustrating thing across the board and across the country of like not having any health insurance benefit as like people who pay for health insurance or, you know, have work programs that get health insurance through their work and, and et cetera. Like nobody is in, in these gay, gay or like male, male couples were not granted the same. Um, yeah. Benefits as other people. Right. So that's, that's interesting. Well, and the other thing is not every health insurance policy covers infertility treatment. Sure. Um, right. And so that's where the employer comes in because the employer who's, who's using whatever health insurance company to do whatever policy they're doing that that's something that they can easily, oh, our kids are up. That's something yeah. that they can easily put in there. They It's going to cost a little more maybe, or it's going to change the terms of their agreement. But um, employers do have some sway here and they some should leverage okay. to help LGBTQ people and to honestly help people who are trying to start a family, even if they're not queer. You know? Yeah. On that note, I did hear that Starbucks has an incredible benefit for uh, their employees. Even part-time employees, I think, get some kind of benefit for um, family bu- family planning or family something, planning, family, family building, building or something like right. that. Right? Yeah, we I don't a, know the plan specifically, but we had I a friend who works for Disney who had like an insane to us it was an insane amount of money to put towards like um, surrogacy, 
So that was pretty cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know companies were doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I just recently had a job change and it's, um, you know, it's with Kaiser and, and now we have like a Kaiser plan, but I didn't, I haven't really looked into it cause we were already done making embryos by the time I made that job switch. But now I'm like, oh my God, I need to go back and I can't find anything online. So I'm probably gonna have to call. Right. So talk to someone and see like if there's anything. Yeah. Cause I, you know, maybe we need to do another, maybe we'll need to do another round if we have failed transfers or something like that, you know, and Mm -hmm. save big on your Memorial day barbecue all in the Kroger app, get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two 49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, I'm curious because the thing that shocks me almost more than the IVF um, coverage for male-male couples is the lack of, um, like, uh, coverage for the birth of the child from the surrogate when the surrogate has health insurance. Oh, tell me Did about you that. Run into because that's that where I get a well. little confused. What do you mean by that coverage? So uh, typically insurance plans will have an exclusion for surrogacy. So if a woman gets pregnant um, as a gestational carrier, the insurance plan excludes coverage for that. So then you as, you know, the intended parents get billed, have to, have to buy a separate insurance policy or a insurance rider so that the the medical bills at the hospital for the birth of the child or children is covered yeah so i'm curious uh, your take on that it's uh because that seems bonkers to me my i have such a low opinion of insurance companies at this point my thing is they will (laughs) they will try to find a reason to deny you coverage because that's how they make a profit. profit yeah um and that's not to say that they're always acting in bad faith, but we've had enough bad experiences for me to have a negative view of them. But yeah, um, you do have to go through this whole process of getting a separate health insurance policy yep. for the surrogate. And I think it also depends on what state you're in as to what you specifically have to do. But we had to go through different plans, see what they covered, see what the deductibles were, see what benefits there were going to be. And that becomes um, part of the agreement that you make the legal agreement with your gestational carrier for um what coverage they're going to have who's paying for it all of that Mm -hmm. so it is a thing in some insurance you also have to give them a percentage of what you pay your surrogate what i know did we read that yeah i think it was one there was something about yeah it was at least in california Whatever you pay in your your surrogate, they need to see the contract, and they will take a percent. They need to get ten percent of that, or something yeah, like that. Do they take that in a like? Okay, so you pay a surrogate fifty thousand. Do they take an additional? Like, are you shelling out an additional five thousand if it's ten percent to them, or are they taking that from the surrogate as a tax? Oh no, no, it's your premium, and then also <laughs> your. Of course it is. It's ridiculous. Why? Why not? I feel Why like not? insurance companies have more legal rights than humans. Yeah. 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 There's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so. It's, companies, corporations in general, the things that they get away with, it's truly because um, I I just feel like they can make up rules and do whatever they want. They're like, oh yeah, well. <laughs> 
Well, so at the beginning, and I don't, re- I don't think we were were recording, but like people, when we were talking about like where we're at, and we're kind of like struggling to maybe drop, a, you know, a giant financial check towards a surrogate at this point, and we might need a little bit more time. A lot of people were like, "You should check out Canada because it's like so much cheaper." So in and Canada, now we might check out Canada. And so I'm like, girl, this is, <laughs> sounds like a great idea. Because in Canada, one, they can't get paid, which is like a little bit controversial. Um, you know, uh, some people are, you know, have the mindset of like, well, it's a woman who's doing a job. She should get compensated. I think that's totally fair. Um, but the thing that makes sense the most is that like you're pregnant. Oh, you have health insurance. Cool. We'll, we'll cover you. You don't have to buy a separate policy because they already have a policy and I just don't understand covered when you, yeah, it just blows me away. If you're pregnant and you have to have a baby at the hospital, if you're pregnant and then your health insurance, inevitable thing that's going to happen. (laughs) So we're just going to provide the service that's needed to keep both parties alive. Yeah. Well, and I don't know the specifics of Canada, but I do know that in California, when we were creating the agreement and talking with our lawyer, um, you can't, you can't pay someone to be a surrogate. You're paying for the stuff that right. comes along with it. The pain and suffering. Pain and suffering, yes. That's what clothes, it was. The bills, Expenses. all of that. So you can't specifically say, I will pay you to do this specific thing, carry our baby. You're paying for all of the other stuff. For sure. And it sort of becomes the payment, I think, is my <laughs> understanding. Correct. It's like the weirdest like legal um, backflip where we're like, we're not paying her to carry the child. We're paying her because she's electively implanting embryos that will cause pain and suffering. Yeah. Which is a real thing. I mean, it's, it's a real thing. So yeah, Yeah, it's just like, it's just a, it just seems like a lot of an interesting way to like, not say that they're getting compensated, but like essentially that's it. They are because there's not a base there's not a base rate. It's not like pain and suffering of a pregnancy uh, equates to this amount. It can be mm-hmm. 50, it can be a hundred and it can be anywhere in between. And so I think that's where it's, it's, it's just so like gray. Everything I do gray. appreciate like the, I don't know, at least the angle or the perspective of approaching it in an altruistic way of like mm-hmm. doing it altruistically, not for a paycheck in the sense of like versus the U S the, the fee can be so large that, it might be, you know, when you're when you're interviewing and trying to find your surrogate, having to differentiate between like somebody who really needs the money and that's the reason that they're doing it primarily and, and foremost, rather than like doing it for like mm-hmm. actually, you know, a good thing, giving a baby to a yeah. family. So I, I that's a difficult differentiation, but like I, I don't know. I think I would want to work with someone who really, really, really wants to do it in their heart, heart of hearts of just like, right. and not so much for the financial aspect of it. But I think there, there's a balance of like, you can do it for both mm-hmm. and, yeah. and having to figure out that balance. I just don't want to be working with someone who working with someone. I don't want to have a gestational carrier who just wants to do it for the right. money. Exactly. That's the biggest fear that I think a lot of people approach that. At. So eliminating that factor and just being like, they're doing it for the good. The, I don't know. That's the angle Canada or what Canadian yeah. surrogacy right, right, right. is like. So mm-hmm. that's my thoughts in a jumble. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys ended up going with a surrogate in California, correct? Yeah. So this was 
we looked for people that we knew and mm -hmm. we were yes. really fortunate and privileged to have found that. So oh, that amazing. not only was like this amazing, beautiful connection thing for us, but it also right. served to like save us a little bit of money. We didn't use an agency. <gasps> uh, Dreams. Yeah. And because we had friends who were willing to do it, uh, the cost, the fees were not as high as they might have been if we had used someone that we didn't know. So these are just like little things that ended up being really big for us. But yeah, our, our egg donor was my childhood friend growing up. I've known her since junior high. We're very, very oh, oh, that's That's amazing. Michael, you might have actually met Amy at one point. She went to school with us. Okay. Uh, oh, that's incredible. And then the, the gestational carrier was T's close friend, Aya, who... <gasps> lives in oh. Oakland, California. They had like lost touch over the years, just as uh -huh. people do. And then we had a one of T's friends who was trying to help us find someone. And she found Aya and like connected us with her. And when they made the connection, T and I were both like, wait, we know each other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. As soon as I heard her voice, I'm like, Aya? Girl, get out of here. What's going on? <laughs> and of course, we dropped out with a friend. She was, a, you know, like, she were like, literally, we know each other so well. I mean, we used to go to gay clubs together. We used to oh, party. Wow. Gig. Yeah, but <laughs> we had a daughter, and she just, like, decided to just move and just do her own thing. And, like, sure. you know, yeah. So it was quite awesome. Wow. This does sound like a dream scenario. Is that a part, is that sort of why you ended up going in California? I th California is sort of like the gold standard as far as like surrogacy law and like protections and like laying things out of like how how the state and the legal of everything is going to handle it. But it sounds like it was mo more so like, oh, we found somebody that we know and we're just lucky, I guess, right, that she's like in California. So. Yeah, yeah, so we, the, the attorney basically kind of like suggested, we kind of checked two attorneys, one in Chicago and one in California. And really California had the best one because the plan was actually we were going to have her here to have the kids so we, we can be close to the whole process of it. Yeah. But after looking at all the legal aspect of it, California was just the best of it. We were like, you sure. know what, you can just stay in California and we come and visit. And it actually worked out pretty good that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so a big difference between Illinois and California is in Illinois, there's a statute that if you meet the provisions of the statute, you get the protections and you, like, upon the birth of the child, you are the legal parents. Um, in California, it's similar. The big difference in California is you get a court order of parentage that takes effect the moment the child is born. And so mm. that's different because it's a court order. And so under the full faith and credit clause, any other state has to recognize it um is that oh. like a second is that like an automatic second parent adoption sort of thing right, exactly so in illinois our attorney was saying you'll do you'll do all the things the statute says to do and then after the kids are born we'll also do a co-parent adoption so that if the statute gets repealed or if whatever happens you still have the protections in place from a court order that you've adopted these children um, so, but because California issues a court order, you don't even have to do the adoption. So that was wow. a really great little piece. Yeah. Really yeah. Cool. Because we were talking about, um, this on a recent episode that everybody talks about, oh, we can get both your names on the birth certificate, which is great. Um, cause some states you can't, uh, but that's not a legal document. 
Exactly. Um, so that doesn't you still have to do unless you're straight adoption <laughs> and and like they're biologically, you know, both parents, child. They don't have to do a second parent adoption, right? Because they're like, oh, the biology, it's there, it's whatever. Um, we, you know, we care more about biology than we do like who's going to be raising these kids. So like, obviously, if you have a lack of biological tie to any child, we don't. Then care they require about, you to do the second. We don't second. care more about biology than. Sorry, I'm I'm speaking as as not not me. Sorry, when I, I know, say we. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't. I, we do not care about biology. No, I'm saying we as a country. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We as a the power we as a country. Be... We as the people who write laws care more about biology than they do like who's going to be. Actually so we were we were talking children. about like the insurance stuff for when the baby was born a little bit ago. Did we finish that? I cannot. I am trying to grasp in my mind if we finish that conversation <laughs> so um so you i mean i think we i f- think we finished most of it from like the ivf st- standpoint um you had to buy the separate policy for the surrogacy standpoint did you have another question about the ivf portion no not the ivf portion the the, the surrogacy the, portion the surrogacy portion when when the baby is born that insurance coverage in that insurance writer that you get and then the are there and why are there no insurance policies that cover that i think there are some but i don't know maybe i think there probably are uh ours was definitely not one of them so you have the separate insurance policy for the surrogate and then once the kid's born then they're on my health insurance policy as my kids and um there is this like there's this gap between when they're born and when um, I think when the, when the insurance company finds out or like makes it all final. And so that gap I think can cause problems sometimes, but I don't think we dealt with that. Oh, uh, interesting. I think that might have something to do with the order of parentage. If I'm rem- like I said, it's been a couple of years, yeah. but because we had the order of parentage, like that took effect the moment they were born. Um, yeah. no, they we co- could just give that yeah, to they covered it when the kids were, they just don't cover much. So it, oh, some- really? Really looks like it's not covered, but it was covered. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I was curious because like, we don't know where our surrogate might be. Um, we have health insurance, but like, if it's in another state, you know, and like doing twins or even doing a singleton, you could have like a long NICU stay. Uh, you guys had a somewhat of a NICU stay, is that right? No, no NICU, thank God. We just oh, had. Oh wow. good. Yeah, our second. Our second twin born was Sky, and she was in breech position. And mm. um, our carrier wanted a wanted an entirely drug free, surgery free birth. So um, we did everything we possibly could to honor that. We had a whole extensive birth plan in place, and so because of that, um, when the doctors wanted to place an epidural in case they needed to do an emergency C section, that was a no go. And so we tried all of these things to turn Sky around using like external movements and pressure and wow. stuff. None of that worked. Um, so, so yeah, that was the really scary part. And then oh, wow. towards the end, it had been seven hours since our first was born. And seven hours. And at that point, I, I was like, you know, it's not what I want to do, but it's the least bad option. So she finally was like, okay, let's do it. Let's place the epidural. And so they, as they were taking her into the OR, um, one of the nurses saw Sky's little feet poking out, and then she just like, what? It's oh, really wow. dang- I mean, breach delivery is really dangerous. Yeah. And then yeah. I think the fact that 
there were two of them and one had already been born, I think that made it more dangerous because the yeah. cervix goes around the neck and suffocate yeah. the child. So it was very, very, very scary. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. And we hadn't slept for 22 hours. So it was, was a wild day, but. I can't imagine for hours oh my gosh. going through that. That'd be yeah. like, oh my God. Insane. She is a rock star, an amazing human being. <laughs> How do you like. That is such a long labor. <laughs> I just feel like, okay, baby number one comes. You're like, great. Like, here's the second one. And then you're like, nope. Eight hours yeah. later, seven hours later. Oh, what like, would that oh, feel no. like? I don't know. I just... <laughs> oh man, that is amazing. I cannot. I'm squirming. <laughs> pain and suffering. Pain and suffering. Exactly. Like that's what you're. Yeah. Getting... yeah, that's what it is. Oh my god. Wow. Seven hours between births. Wow. So did bringing them home or that's no the one thing I was leading to I think was like insurance coverage in the other state. Is there a difference if you have like. Blue Cross Blue Shield, Illinois, but you're in California. Was there any, is there any issues there? I think sometimes you can run into issues with like in-network, out-of-network stuff. Um, but we didn't, I don't think we had any issues. We don't have any issues. Our like hospital... They covered it. Maybe it was out-of-network. Maybe it was so, maybe that's why they covered so low, but they yeah. definitely covered something. Okay. Yeah, they definitely covered something. And <laughs> they, they, didn't, they didn't make it a hard, it wasn't a hard time either. I think like, no, that was all normal. Yeah, when I called the hospital, I thought it wasn't covered. I'm like, this balance is kind of crazy. And they're like, actually, it's covered already. I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, That's what I w- am like kind of scared about. I'm like, oh my gosh, so if we're in another state, and then I'm like, my insurance is great here. But then I'm like, what if we have them out there, like somewhere else? Like, and then we get this in- giant insurance bill because it's like not covered. And yeah. then it's like this whole other expense that you're like trying to figure out. Well, that's another thing that when you're working out your agreement, you'll kind of have an idea of the hospital that you want to go to. And you can yeah, yeah, yeah. insurance company and make sure that that's all good to go. Yeah. These, ing- think- these agreements are so intense and they account for everything. As many potential outcomes as they can wow i think it's interesting with these insurance companies and policies these are private insurance companies that can decide their own rules and say whatever they want and do like yeah serve whoever they want i guess so um but with that i remember you were talking about before this there's like a um something that was passed under obamacare to help mitigate that or what was there's I don't know if this is why um, certain uh, certain insurance plans get to be like, nope, we're not going to cover that for gay people. It's like, it's kind of boring, but it's well, section I think 1557. It's... Did that ever come up in your in your legal research? <laughs> Maybe. Well, I don't just... quiz them. <laughs> no, I, just... I, was just, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure because um, it was it's part of the Affordable Care Act. It prohibits discrimination in healthcare based on race, color, national origin, sex, age, and disability in healthcare programs and activities receiving federal financial assistance. So I think this might apply to specifically like Affordable Care Act plans. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. um, in 2016, during the Trump administration, 2020 during the Trump administration. Or sorry, this was, yeah, because this was... This was passed in 2016, and then it was repealed or reversed in 2020. It was like, it was revised, I think. um, To remove the protections for... Yes, in June 2020. So there's a lot of things happening. So I'm sure this is why they like, kind of just like 
slid this under the rug. Um, the final rule, which the, the Trump administration changed, um, eliminates non-discrimination protections based on gender identity, as well as specific health insurance coverage protections for transgender transgender individuals, adopts blanket abortion and religious freedom exemptions for healthcare providers, reduces protections for those with limited English proficiency, and limits the activities and entities covered, among other provisions. So it's, it, yeah, eliminates prohib prohibitions on discrimination based on gender identity so it just and like sexual it, orientation. It adds to the narrative of like, yeah, removing protections for yeah. LGBT Very specifically, people, like, like if, you, yeah, gender identity, sexual orientation, groups. English proficiency, they remove protections for those people. Like so that they have longer. less protection against insurance companies <sighs> regarding health care. Yeah. But that might be Affordable Care Act specific. So could be, for could those be. plants. But I think it's part of this larger narrative of kind of like this in between battle we're going through right now of we have a lot of different people groups like us, LGBTQ plus people, mm -hmm. those who struggle with infertility and we're legitimately fighting for our rights for protection and coverage from insurance companies mm -hmm. to be able to like have the same care that other people are granted. Well, and that's under like a, yeah. And that, especially this year, just like a gigantic explosion of discrimination in healthcare. So, right. Yeah. And the more it's laws like worse. that, that, yeah, that, like we're, we're seeing this kind of stuff come up in the news week after week yeah. and it's, it's going against our rights. It's going against our protections and we're like all frankly kind of sick of it. Mm -hmm. And so like you guys standing up and doing something about it, even though it's two years of, of insanity yeah. and craziness and like work that you shouldn't have to be doing, mm -hmm. but you're doing it. And that's the kind of stuff that like motivates me to be like, Hey, this is wrong. Like mm -hmm. it's wrong to, to, to hear about discrimination on insurance and not be provided healthcare. And the only reason that we're able to get care for, you know, our future child is because we're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on it and we're fighting for it. And like, not everybody yeah. can do that. And that's totally not right. Yeah. So I, it, it makes me angry that we even have to do this, that we have to discuss it, that like it's a question of whether or not like we should be discriminated against with insurance companies and healthcare, but like that's the world we live in. Mm -hmm. And now it's like a topic on a podcast that we're listening to of like why <laughs> why is this a thing? Why why do we have to question? I this? think it's just another another um, thing where people from other countries with universal healthcare are like. That's weird. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I appreciate all of your fiery motivation. I <laughs> want to talk about this. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, well, Adam, Mote, you're holding up a, a, a children's book, aren't you? I'm holding up a children's for book for all of you audio listeners. <laughs> um, so, the this is a um, a beautiful beautiful book called "You Come from Love," written by Adam, uh, in, illustrated by Jordan. Aspirus? Aspirus. Aspirus. Um, okay. The motivation. Like, when did this come up? When were you like, I'm going to write a children's book? Like, you're like <laughs> fighting insurance companies. You're on the phone with Blue Cross Blue Shield. You're in the courtroom. All the corporate heads are there. And you're like, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> like, when did that, when do you have time to do this? This, um, it was shortly after we found out that the embryo transfer was successful. So we were pregnant. Okay. Um, and I was sitting at the kitchen table and just like, you know, daydreaming, 
yeah. and I was just having this vision of me driving the car and the girls in the back seat asking me a million questions, like daddy, 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 asking all these questions. Aww. And I've I thought that one of those questions might be, you know, where do we come from? Why doesn't sure. our family look like other families? Why don't we have a mom? Something to that effect. And uh, one of the things I do as a lawyer is I try to like anticipate questions that judges might ask me and have a really good answer ready for them. And so that's what I was doing with this. Yeah. Like, oh, they ask where they come from. I mean, we're going to tell them about the IVF and surrogacy and medical stuff Correct. in an age appropriate way as it comes up. But I wanted them to understand even more than that, first and foremost, that they come from love. Aww. And so then the natural follow-up question is, well, what is love? What does love mean? And that's where, <laughs> that's where this book comes in. It's like love is all of these different things. It's your family, Aww. your ancestors, God, the universe. All of these things come together. They make you who you are. And, um, and yeah, so this, I started thinking of this and then I started writing it down and uh, turning it into sort of a poem. And then it, it felt like it could be a book. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll like make it into a little book for the girls. And then I was like, well, maybe other people might want to see it too. Because uh, yeah. it is a really universal message. It's uh, yeah. oh, a little thing in the book is a good jumping off point for further conversation. Like you can talk about your ancestors and your family and who these people are and how they came to be and how they came to meet each other and created you. And, you know, so it's just a million little things and I'm really proud of it. And it's something really close to my heart and I'm planning on, you know, I've already read it to them several times, but as they grow, they can understand more and deeper um, the message behind it. Yeah. Love from the universe, love from the stars. It's beautiful. Oh. No, it really oh. is. I really love this. I think um, I can imagine reading this to, to our kids. At that time. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, as gay parents, um, you, <laughs> there's a lot of books with straight storylines, right? And and reading books to kids. Just like kids from families that have a mom and a dad might ask why our family has two dads, our kids are going to have those questions about mm-hmm. they have a mom and a dad. It's like kids just have questions. They want answers. And I think right. as much knowledge as you can give them in an age-appropriate way, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, yeah, like you said, it's important to expand people's worldviews, to show people what different families look like, to tell our stories, get our stories out there and have them be part of it. Yeah. And we are um, hoping that Adam decides to do a little book signing out in Oregon, even though he sent it to to us. (laughs) We'd love to have you guys. That'd be amazing. Yeah, Um, definitely. Okay. So where, where can people find you? Where can people find the book? Uh, the book at youcomefromlove.com. That's the easiest place because you can get it directly there. And it also has links to like Barnes Love and Noble that. and Walmart and all the other places that it's being carried. Love youcomefromlove.com. Um, our TikTok is at two dads, two twins, the number two dads, the number two twins, mm-hmm. um, which is a play on words. We get so many comments from people who are like, this doesn't make any sense. There's there's not two twins. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. This one. <laughs> Like, like two yeah. sets of twins? Is that what they're thinking? Well, my thing is like, there are two of them and they are each a twin. And yeah, so when that's together, you have two twins. But it also works because we are dads to twins, T-O. So it's like that play on words oh, as well. Oh, yeah. But two dads, two, two twins. Oh, I get it. Yeah. 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 So many ways to spell and say two. <laughs> okay. Also, this is like, well, how did that come up? How did like... How did d- documenting your journey come up? Mm. Mm. 
like really, you know, I just had, we just had like this, you know, just regular Tic Tac, just, I just happened to be hanging out with the kids by the pool, took a video of it and didn't think anything of it and just posted it and randomly like people, it was just like, it just went viral. It was me wow. and the kids sitting by the pool. I think their first week. Yeah. Maybe oh, they yeah. that. It was like right after we got so we left California after they were born and went straight to Omaha where my parents yeah. live and stayed Dang. with them for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um it was like the Delta variant was raging at that time. Mm. So we drove from California to Nebraska yeah. with these newborns. Oh my God. And then after that stay in Nebraska, we were driving from Omaha back to Chicago. And during that drive is when T was like uh, I think this video is like taking off. <laughs> I still yeah, didn't don't know how love to that. It. You're just like, what happened? Oh my god! Yeah. And then it just kind of exploded from there. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic! Adam, that's awesome. Yeah. Adam, do you? Uh, I feel like T is a little bit more in tune with the TikToks than you. <laughs> maybe have you learned a little bit? I have learned um, T is definitely the creator of the videos. And <laughs> okay. stuff. I'm like, I, I do a few here and there and you can probably tell which ones I make and which ones he makes. But uh, I handle more of the like the behind the scenes stuff. Mm, sure. People and all that. But yeah, 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 T's definitely got the eye and the, and the social yeah. media prowess. Yeah. yeah, it was just so fun because like, uh, obviously social media has been a big part of our life. I think it started because Matthew has been on it since he was a child, literal child. Um, and so I, I feel like I was just sort of like looped into it um, for the last, I don't know, eight, nine years. Uh, but then it was so fun. I was like, wait, what the heck? They're t- <laughs> Adam's on TikTok now. And like, <laughs> they like have a following and like, this is so interesting. I love it. Oh, and I will never forget. Um, I was like jogging on the trail in Chicago by the lake, jogging, jogging, jogging. And, you know, there's like random billboards and this huge plastered billboard. And I stop and it's you guys. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No way. Miller's. It was some beer ad. And I was like, no, no, it was Daily Harvest. Yeah, it's the the food. Daily Harvest. But food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They send food. We're holding something. Yeah. It was one of their ice creams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like their their yummy ice cream things. I remember that. They had one and they didn't tell us where they were putting those, by the way. They said we need they, seven images. They had they gave us no info. And we wanted them to look kind of like this. We brought somebody over. We shot like twenty shots right out here, right in our dry like on the street, just because it was like looking up. They wanted the sky. them like unedited, blah blah blah. So And we're like, got a little okay, package cool. together, sent them away. Had and no then, idea what they were doing f- with them. Wow. A month or two later, start getting text messages of <laughs> pictures of us in random <laughs> yeah. places around the US. Got some from Austin, Texas, got some from Chicago. LA. They had it on Hollywood Boulevard. It was on oh, like wow. it was Yeah, I was like, okay. I think it was literally like Hollywood and Highland. Like, <laughs> and a, then I'm like right Please or put something? us in Times Square. Nope, they didn't get us oh, in Times they didn't Square. Get us that far. I was I know. I didn't. Time, I didn't, I didn't get to see time. me in person, but I was very. That was very uh, sweet of you to say. Wait, what did I sign? And yeah. <laughs> yep. Nobody. I didn't. I didn't read any of the fine print. So. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's like this weird. It's just like this weird thing that has like entered both of our lives now, and I'm glad that we get to like share in the weirdness of like kind of being online and being distributed out to the world. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> totally. Sure. Okay, well, this has been amazing. 
Uh, one, thank you for doing all that you did to Seriously. spend time just telling insurance companies how silly they are. I hope that maybe other people listening to this who, you know, maybe are running into the same thing and can I encourage like, their insurance company to be better. I just appreciate y'all moving the needle even yeah, just a little definitely. bit um, in a direction that's towards more equality and equity and common sense all things and common sense yeah and so i i appreciate that and i hope that um human rights groups take note and continue to push the needle forward mm-hmm. and other couples like us if mm-hmm. we see inequality like this or or, or something that oppresses us like mm-hmm. speak up and do something about it um i hope that we are as well equipped as you guys to handle anything that may come our way and yeah. i feel yeah i just i hope that other people can find resources and be able to do that too. So mm-hmm. looking at you, HRC, looking at you, Glad. Let's mm. let's get to work. Let's get some <laughs> donations in. There are groups doing really good work. There's uh, some class actions out there that are hopefully going to move the needle even further. Um, oh, good. We, we did our little part. I think if everybody does what they're able to do, their little part, then it'll ultimately lead us to a good place. But uh, yeah, there, there's definitely groups doing good work. And... Like you said, if if we all can do our little piece, yep. hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get to a better place. That was so fun to catch up and meet them. That yeah, I mean, you get to meet. Them, them. I mean, yeah, it was my first time meeting T, and uh, I'll I'll be it virtually. Um, I you are fired up. Uh, I love the conversation, but I am very. I'm just surprised again. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things that come up where I'm just in disbelief that this is the state of the world that we find ourselves in. And I'm kind of like, <laughs> why is this acceptable? Mm-hmm. Why do we allow this to happen? Yeah. And I think you're, you're kind of, you know, yeah, you're feeling fired up about it. And I'm over here like, how, how do I know someone who took blue cross blue shield to court? <laughs> I just like, that just like blows my mind. I'm just like, how I think like, I wish I knew more people that took blue cross Adam blue shield to, so, to the court ridiculously smart and so talented we didn't really talk about it but like he's like a savant on the piano he can sing oh. he oh. like can ha- he obviously cook? Has like uh, and he can cook their house <laughs> looks amazing i'm sure t has uh, like an equal amount of design and food prowess but i've never met him in person but like he's just so stinking talented and then like also driven when we were talking like, about so... like him writing the book and all that I was... yeah and then he's an author yeah i was thinking because <laughs> you asked um when do you when did you find time and i'm Literally. thinking was it during that seven hours between the births oh my god <laughs> you just sat down and wrote this book <laughs> honestly like that could be you know that could be a really inspiring time uh <laughs> i don't know you're stressed out you maybe you want to like write some stuff down yeah like, i would be inconsolable out. on the floor like not able to function <sighs> yeah all the things but uh, yeah Seven. emotional regulation yep yep i mean it it also shows like the finish line it's equally as stressful as the entire journey i think right like or more stressful even. C- yeah actually probably yeah. more stressful. way more stressful yeah yeah practically you're right practically so but uh, yeah, no, I I do want to learn a lot more about this insurance fiasco in the U.S. healthcare system and all of that. I think I would love to do a deep dive on a future episode 
with somebody whose uh, career is in this like insurance law or healthcare law. Um, Cause it's a big area that we debate a lot in our politics and They're everything. Not- and it, it affects us on a, it affects our daily lives and it affects everybody. So I do want to hear more about it because I think it's interesting to know and knowledge is power. If we know more about it, then maybe we'll know more that we can do about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just working in healthcare, you being a dentist, me working as a nurse for a bit, (laughs) like uh, this directly applies. Like insurance was my everyday figuring Mm -hmm. stuff out. And I was just like, why, why do we have to deal with this? This is crazy. The, yeah, I think private insurance is highly problematic. Um, Welcome to the club. I don't know why people are so opposed to having some type of universal healthcare system, whatever that might mean. Uh, th- we spend so much money on it, and it's just, and the the companies we spend so much time too right like he's on the phone constantly with them we spend so much time with insurance companies where the insurance company is fighting to keep their dollar and they pay they spend so much time paying people to like keep their coin and the more complicated they make it the more profit they make yeah and so that's it's just it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense make it make sense if you're pregnant your pregnancy should be covered there shouldn't be exclusions if you can't get pregnant biologically you should have coverage for ivf and just like everybody else who has coverage for ivf when they have infertility Ugh, i don't know obviously we're not done with this conversation we so haven't we're solved have to pick it up at another time we have not so. solved all of the world's problems yet would love to hear from all of you on what you think about this topic honestly like message us on instagram send us an email we love to hear from you yeah who's your daddy podcast at gmail.com i don't think we've ever dropped the gmail well that's the gmail yeah we that's that's right we should do that more obviously we have comments um and you can like leave a rating and a comment on yes please please do leave a rating all those things that helps us out so much but yeah if you have like a really long thought and you want to email us please email us we would love to like dive into maybe Mm -hmm. either a few questions or (gasps) oh that would be great we should do a q a episode yes 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 Literally, send your questions. We'll do a Q&A. Absolutely. I mean, because you might have a question that we've never thought about. That would be amazing. Yeah. Inspire us for future please, episodes. Please. More topics. Yay. Oh, and I just, last plug, You Come From Love. Um, yeah. Grab the book. It's a beautiful book. Um, Illustrations. If you have kids, if you are an adult and like children's books, get it for yourself. <laughs> um, and I think that's all we have for today. I really appreciate everybody listening yeah thanks so much for listening please follow rate comment all the things and until next time daddy's out spring is in full bloom are your finances with the chime secured credit builder visa credit card you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments all with no annual fees or interest with chime secure credit card you can start improving your credit scores right away get started today at chime.com build that's chime.com build chime feels like progress the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.